Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back for another week. Oh my God, I can't believe I I missed me, Brian. What, what about you? I miss I missed you too. I'm good with me, but I missed you too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, we're back, everybody, for another episode of Cash Call, and uh, I've got an interesting call I want to listen to today. Mm. This um, this is a twenty minute call or twenty one minute call. Uh, we're definitely Whoa. not listening. We're not going to be listening at all twenty one minutes. Um, I'm glad but, to hear that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start playing it, and I just want to lay out the scenario for everybody listening. What this is is um, it's an agent who is calling a lead who registered on their website. Now, this agent works for a team or broker who uh, is also a builder. So. They have their oh. own projects, right, that they represent, and they also sell residential resale properties like the rest of everybody else listening to this. So this recording is of a lead that registered on one of the properties that this team represents. So okay. uh, I'm just giving that backstory, and I'm going to jump in here and play, and then you're going to let me know if I did it correctly and shared my sound properly. And I'm using two different screens. My one computer took a crap. So I'm running oh, off my laptop over here and trying to play it here. So if I crash a satellite, just let me know. Excellent. So, <laughs> so far, so good. Dale. So far, so good. You give me a thumbs up when you hear it. Um, we were just looking around to maybe come back south some. So we know that your your community is, is safe for hurricanes, but you're... So she's talking about the community, right, that she's interested in. She already had looked at their community previously is what she said at the beginning of the call uh, and that it was too expensive. And she's just going to reiterate that now. So she can't. she's coming back after a long time and looking at this community again. Got it. The, the condos were like 14000 a year. And yeah. between the CDV, the HOA, the Master Association fee, it was absolutely unaffordable I'm okay so we're only a minute and 11 into the call the agent had opened the call by saying hey i saw you registered on our community site wanted to see what questions i could answer for you and then she proceeds to talk about her history right looked at it before it's yep. too expensive condo fees are too high right um and this is where we're at now so let's listen to what the, ag the agent didn't really get too many words in the lead has really taken over the call but I just want to, let's listen to what the salesperson does. And then I have some advice. Now people are doing that. So um, when I saw that there's new homes now from 325, I thought maybe we should own a small single family or a small villa. Are the fees any less? Because we own a small villa up here or a single family. Right. Actually. Yeah, we, so, uh, we definitely, we've got, um, we just built, uh, we have a section of townhomes that just went up. Uh, no now, right off the bat, okay, when the guy first starts to get talking, she says, when we saw there were new uh, villas or something uh, available or new homes available, we thought we would look into it, right? So yes. he starts out with townhomes instead of villas, which is the wrong way to go. But just listen to what, listen to what he continues doing. I want you to get the vibe for what's going on here. Yeah. Okay. Townhomes. No, no townhomes for us. It's two floors. Yeah, they're two floors. Uh, we uh -huh. do have villas uh, anywhere between 350 to uh, 
just under 400 depending on the Three, lot. 315 or 350 did you say? 350. Oh, okay. 350. Uh, if you can get any that are still left in in um, the preserve by DR Horton, uh, you can mm -hmm. get into those. I think they had those at 329. Uh, they, they only had a few left, uh, but then uh -huh. they're building them again in what's called Palmetto Landing, which is uh, their next community here in Babcock Ranch. Um, so you can get into those in, in that range under 400,000. So you'd be 329 if you can still get into the preserve and then uh, 350 to 375 in uh, Palmetto Landing. Um, you can also get into a single family home in there. Okay, so you get the point, right? And Brian, you're probably just like me when you first heard this, you're crawling out of your skin to be like, stop trying to sell real estate over the yes. phone within one and a half minutes of talking to this complete stranger and switch over and ask some damn discovery questions, right? That's exactly it. Like he, he wants to sell, he wants to solve her problem. And again, I like to solve problems. I think it's a really powerful way to be successful, but he doesn't have any information yet. He has no rapport nope. and she's already cranky. I mean, she came into this call cranky. So, and you know, whatever reason that is, I don't know, but he didn't do anything about, Hey, maybe you should be less cranky. Obviously you'd never use that <laughs> script, but you know, what do you do when somebody comes in cranky? You try and build rapport. You try and, you know, cheer them up. You try and get them in a better space so you can have a yeah. conversation and none of that happened here. No, no, none of that happens. Uh, and you know, he needs to ask some questions, right? And mm -hmm. I, I want to tell you this, we can list the, it, the call doesn't change. The call continues going on like that for the next uh, 19 minutes, right? 19 minutes of him and her going back and forth, talking about properties, costs, taxes, homeowners associations, what properties are actually built out of because she's concerned about hurricanes. This is in Florida. W reasonable, right? Here's the thing. They have a 21-minute conversation, and I'm going to play for you the way that it sounds at the end. Nowhere in here does he figure out who she is, who she's moving with, who the other decision makers are, why she wants to move or purchase or go somewhere else, right? Uh, when she plans on doing that, how much she wants to spend when that happens, uh, whether where she lives now, how long she's been there, what she likes and dislikes. None of that. None of that was captured in 21 minutes and 10 seconds. So, so, so I'm going to ask you this question before you go yeah. obviously you've covered what wasn't what on god's green earth do you talk about for 21 minutes uh it, it is astonishing literally like <laughs> i said the the guy is talking about where you can buy what type of home how much it costs uh what amenities certain developments have or don't have and they keep they keep the conversation here very high level right around property prices and amenities never once does she dip down into personal stuff and unfortunately this professional salesperson that he's supposed to be he never comes down into the personal stuff either and you know it makes me think of this this phrase and i think chet black is definitely one of the people who says this but the way that they come to you is the way that they'll leave you you've heard that before right yeah he, he says that in the same and when he's talking about recruiting with whatever 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 somebody joins your team for that's the same exact reason they'll leave your team or your brokerage or whatever yes exactly but guess what it doesn't just work that way in recruiting Universal. 
-hmm. It's universal. It's a human universal trait, right? So if your only interaction point with a consumer is around pricing and communities that they are currently interested in, right? If that's the only thing that you have between you two and they lose that interest, they will stop talking to you. There's no other reason for them to talk to you. So just like that phrase, the reason they come to you is the reason they'll leave you is if the, if you just stay stuck on properties and prices and community uh, amenities and you never get down into who you, that person is, who that lead is, what they're doing and why it's important to them or what they want to achieve, if you never build that rapport, then they're going to easily leave you. They're not going to have any meat in the relationship, essentially. Yeah, what what I hear, and we haven't we haven't dealt with this a lot in the last, I don't know, six months. So it's interesting, but we were dealing with this a lot in the past. This person is not acting like a salesperson. They're ask, they're acting like a customer service representative. And right. I, I'm sure Dale and our audience, those who have listened to us for a while, remember me saying this. If you want to make $20 an hour, be a customer service rep. Very respectable job, no judgment in that. But if you want to make six figures, if you want to, you know, make some good money, if you want to be really successful, you have to go from being a customer service rep to a salesperson. And a salesperson builds rapport, they find wants and needs, and then they solve problems. They just don't dump information on people and hope that someone says, oh, good, you gave me the right piece of information. Let me buy something with you. Right. And in essence, that's what I'm hearing is I'm going to information you to death and surely you'll know how smart I am and surely then you'll want to work with me, Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I don't know if you remember earlier on in your career uh, in sales, but I certainly remember early on in real estate sales, I thought that if I could just identify the right property for you, that you would buy, right? Mm -hmm. You Oh, you want a three bed, two bath in this neighborhood uh, around this price? Hey, I got one for you, right? Done. Let's buy it. Great. Let's do it, you know? Or, oh, you want to <laughs> sell your house and these are your problems? Great. Let me put it on the market and solve the problems. Done. Right. Yep. But it doesn't work that way. And I thought I could solve it with the product. I thought I could solve it with the what. And you can't solve it with the what. People yeah. Here's one of my favorite things to say, Dale. And I don't know how you feel about this way, but I honestly believe this. I have never sold a house. In other words, I never feel like I had someone walk into a house that wasn't interested in that house. And my magical words got someone to write a half a million dollar check. First of all, I don't want that responsibility. And second of all, I never did it. It just, that, that seems really hard. You know, if I'm selling something for 500 bucks, I might talk somebody into buying it. And if it ends up, it's no big deal, then who cares? But you're not, you're not going to sell a house to somebody. No, I think the most. You got to sell us. Yeah, no, <laughs> you never, you never sold some, you don't sell a house really. They, they decide to buy a house. Yeah. Um, so I would say the most that I've ever done is when working with buyers, bringing back up to them a property that they had previously looked at, but decided against, right? And, you know, maybe we sat down, I brought it back up again, we work on what, you know, what boxes we could get checked if we couldn't get them all checked, right? Or, yeah. you know, using the strategy of, okay, got it. Well, you know, we don't want to buy any of these, but these are your top two. How much would you pay for number one? How much would you pay for number two? Can I go offer that to them, right? So I think that there's definitely ways that we can facilitate somebody making that decision or even maybe even reconsidering their position. But no, we never sold a house. It's just not it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, OK, I want to jump down to the end here. So just know that there was never any rapport built. The guy literally knows absolutely nothing about this person. Now, 
somehow he managed to winkle out 21 minutes of this woman's time, right? Uh, and he stays in the conversation with her. So listen to what happened down near the end. I was going to move to 20 minutes in. Here, Here's the risk that we run into. Watch this. We have no rapport. You get a social membership, which means there's no golf mm -hmm. tied to your, uh, so you wouldn't be paying for golf. Literally still 20 minutes later talking about amenities of these different communities. I know, it's crazy. It's, it's like $150 cheaper a month. Cheaper? What is it? Uh, it, it it's still high. You're still going to be around $600 Listen a month for, it. for an HOA. Holy moly. Because they, they have so many amenities. Um, it's yeah, all the rest of the MNAs because they're going to have on top three, of your HOA fee, right? No, that's 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 your HOA fee. What is your impatience? Well, you're telling it to me. I'm sorry. Um, he wants me to get done with this. Um, oh, right, pit for a okay. second. I thought yeah. she was saying that to the agent. I was like, no. dang. I that's rough. <laughs> no, no, okay. no. She's camped out on a on, she's camped out on a phone call with this salesperson for 20 minutes and whoever in the background, she said he, he whoever he is, which has never been identified, is like get the hell off the phone, right? And she's like then she gets rushed off the phone. Now she gets off the phone. Uh so what she says is you back. Thank you so much, but you have my email address. If you Well, you're telling it to me. I'm sorry. Um he wants me to get done with this. Um, all right, John, I'll call you back. Thank you so much. But you have my email address. If you can send me a copy, a picture of that villa. Yep, I'll do that. No problem. I would I would appreciate that. Yep. Now, you're the salesperson. You've just burned 20 minutes talking about prices, neighborhoods, amenities. You know absolutely nothing about this person, right? or their motives, or their desires, or their needs, or anything like that, and then they get rushed off the phone, right? Now all you have is, send me a picture of the villas, right? You're just stuck. Like, that sucks to be in that position. She's She gave you some, I'll call you back. God knows when that's going to be. For what reason? We don't know. And all she wants you to do is send you a picture of these villas. So you've really burned an opportunity that you're going to have to try to claw back again, right? And whoever he was, the likelihood that he's going to be happy that you try to get her on the phone again for a long-ass sales conversation, it's just going to make it even harder. It's really insane. Um, yes, this is all about trying to become a salesperson. So it, 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 wow. I mean, think of how frustrating that is. And I didn't listen to that, you know, those 17 minutes I didn't listen to the call. But how frustrating is it when you've got someone in the background who clearly we needed to get this person off the phone. We needed to get them what they wanted. We need to get them in a timely manner. And really, we don't even know what this woman needs, yeah. wants, desires, is interested in. How much how much more likely is it that you aren't going to get a hey, get off the phone? if you could at least have identified who he was earlier in, in the call, right. And somehow tied him into the conversation, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not, what I'm, what I'm saying is that the lack of rapport, the lack of getting depth into a conversation, the approach to selling over the phone, selling communities or selling houses over the phone on the first call is crazy. So 
when when you get into that question for you so and i know you kind of explained this on the front but i'll make sure i understand does this guy work for the developer directly so like you mentioned dr hort does he work for dr horton or is he a okay because i could understand if i work for dr horton my job is to sell dr horton's homes yeah no but it, okay no so i've been in this position before and uh i know lots of people in the same situation where let's say the team leader or even the broker owner uh, of a residential team or brokerage also does development. So they'll have their mm -hmm. own developments, right? They may have a project here, a project over there, but we can sell anybody's stuff, you know? So they're, uh, this salesperson, it's that situation where he's not dedicated for any one particular community, but this lead came in on one of the broker's communities. And so he's going to sell her anything, right? If that community doesn't have what she needs, he could sell her anything anywhere. The problem is he just kept talking about houses and developments and communities that uh they literally were like have you ever seen two you ever seen two dudes who don't know how to talk about feelings talk to each other and it's completely oh surface level stuff you know what i mean it was like that kind of conversation all they did is talked about numbers and amenities you know almost like talking about their respective football teams or something it was there was no connection it was crazy yeah. And, and so my biggest takeaway here is, you know, we've there's things that you've got to do during a call. The very, very first one, you've got to build rapport no matter what. I don't care. I don't care. The end. I'm not going to go any deeper than that. Right. The second thing you've got to do is do some discovery. And if, you know, it's this Dale and I talk about it. I say the six W's, but it's the same thing that Dale says. It's who, what, where, why, when and how or how much, however you want to look at that. And some version of that has to happen on a phone call. Any phone call longer than two minutes, some version of that discovery has to happen. Yep. Like it, less than two minutes, you don't have time. But, you know, and it really just comes down to is when you pick up the phone, whether you're outgoing or incoming, what is your objective? And if you don't know what your objective is, you'll just do this. You'll drive around like this guy did. My objective on the phone call, I want to build some rapport. I want to do some discovery and I want to set an appointment. And if those things, and I, then I like to button it up. If I do those things during a phone call, that's a successful phone call. My favorite phone call is when I build rapport, do good discovery, set an appointment and button it up. That to me is perfect. Now, I don't know if I ever made a perfect phone call, but those are the outlines of what you want to do. And if you don't, if you're watching us and you don't have a plan going into a phone call, think about that because you're going to end up like this guy. Sometimes you're going to be great at it. Like you and I both do stuff off the top of our cut, you know, just kind of like this. Sometimes we're, we're off the cuff kind of guys. We respect that, but not in the most important part of my business, which in my opinion, for every real estate agent is lead generation. It's lead generation, lead follow-up. You have to have a plan there. It has to be solid. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, what do you have for us today, Brian? I got I'm, you know, we're running near the end, so I'm going to just kind of start playing. This is a relatively short phone call. Um, it, it's interesting to watch what this guy does and he, and he makes some mistakes along the way. And I think this is a perfect example of a phone call that we thought would be that on, on an outside view, it looks great, but there's lots of room for improvement. So I'm just going to leave it th there. Make sure I hit share sound and give me a thumbs up when you can hear me. Yellow. So uh, Realtor.com wanted me to reach out to you about an inquiry you had on a property. Uh, Yeah. What? There was two of them I had messaged or one of them I had messaged about and then another one that uh, – I think I'd accidentally just hit the deal for the information or whatever. 
So I want to start here, and I know we're only 16 sec, 20 seconds into this phone call. There's a little bit more because I cut out the person's name. That's basically all I did is I cut out the person's name in the brokerage. You heard the rest of the intro. This is why intro scripts are so important. Because if you don't say the right thing going into the call, we end up going, ah, I don't know, you tell me. I don't know, you tell me. Well, it's like we're 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 passing the ball back and forth to figure out who's gonna who's gonna give us the thing we want. You gotta go into your phone calls prepared. You've got to go in and say, Great, you you made an inquiry through realtor.com, just checking in to see if you would like to make uh, make an appointment to show that listing or some questions I can answer for you. Right. Bam. Yep. Yeah, he just didn't he didn't finish the rest of the thought. He left it in the lap of the lead to direct him on which way to go. You know, that can be an effective sales technique uh, in certain circumstances, but not on your intro. Let me tell you which way this is going to go or let me let me lead you because this is what I want us to do, which is make an appointment or in some cases answer a question. Yeah. So that, and again, I'm just going to end this. You've got to have good intro, intro scripts. Is that the whole, you know, the thing that taught us when we were younger, you only get one chance to make a first impression. My first impression is here. I'm not really sure this guy's almost what he's doing. He's a great agent, by the way, but we all have our moments. And I think that's important to look at. Okay. Yep. Um, you know what the addresses were? Um, the one I accidentally hit was the Curtis circle or something like that. Off, um, like I don't remember what the partial number was or whatever, and the other one was like, um, let's see if I can pull it up here. Yeah, pause it again, Brian. So listen, if you don't have the info, tell them that you don't have the info and make a reason for it, because you know I, I'm sure you've experienced this, right? When you call someplace for customer support. And the stupid automated message is like, please enter your one million digit code uh, and your favorite color, right? And you do all that shit. And then immediately what happens when somebody actually gets on the phone with you? They're like, hi, I'd love your one million dollar um, digit code and your favorite color, please. And you're like, I just did that shit. What, you people don't talk to each other? Same situation. The guys on realtor.com. Your the agent did a good job by saying realtor.com asked me to reach out to you about these properties. That part was great. Com, right? Said reach out to you because you made an inquiry on these properties. Now I'm the lead. And I'm like, great. So you have them in front of you. Uh, wait a minute. Why are you asking me what the address is? What the hell is this about? Right? Like uh, I pushed the button. Why don't you have the information I just sent over? Right? That makes no sense. Now, if the person said, hi, this is so-and-so with whatever realty, Realtor.com uh, said you inquired about these properties, asked me to reach out to you, but the addresses just haven't come through yet. Do you ha uh, Would you like to book uh, an appointment for one of these or do you have questions about them, right? Whatever. So I've already told yeah. you that I don't have the info. Wherever you tell me that you don't have the info, just give it a plausible reason. It doesn't have to be a big, long explanation. Just accommodate for it. Agreed. One was like a... One I accidentally hit the inquiry on was the Trace 7C Curtis Road, and the one I had a question about was the 14405 North Highway 59. Okay, awesome. What questions did you have on that? Um, I was just curious as far as, uh, um, so like in the listing or whatever, it has like the one, the one property, but as you read the listing, it said like both, or the property includes both partials. So I was gonna. I was curious if it was like 
the one partial 18 whatever and then the other one like so, the price of the boss, property was for I feel like we're dangerously heading into a I can't answer that or answer that question for you is that where we're heading yeah. we are okay let's see how he handles it so partials or separate okay um yeah let me take a look at the listing I don't have my computer in front of me right now um but um tell yeah, me the in the listing, it says like uh, property contains two parcels with total approximately 3.65 acres. And so, but like whenever you're like on the listing itself, it just shows 1.5 acres. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Let me take a look at it and get back with you with an answer on that. Did you have any other questions about it or are you want to schedule a time to go out and take a look at it or? Good job. Um. Yeah. I mean, just depends on, um, like, we already live kind of out that way, and so, I mean, we'll probably just kind of drive by, see the location and stuff um, on our own or whatever, um, just depending on what the, the price or, you know, how the property difference is, if I, you know, if it's an acre and a half or if it's three acres. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, I'm looking for a question that's not going to exist. I want to play the rest of that. Awesome. Um, yeah, let me take a look, get you an answer on that question, and I'll give you a holler back here shortly, okay? No, I appreciate it. Okay, no. so for me, Dale, the question has to be I mean, this is going to sound like a dumb question, maybe. I don't know if he wants it to be an acre and a half or three and a half. Right. I literally don't know. No. Um, no. I actually can tell you without even looking in the MLS, I can tell you exactly what's going on. I've got a property that sits on one and a half, 1.65 acre, whatever it is. And then I've, I also own the parcel next door. And I listed this one with this, and then I listed this one over here. Great. Do you want them both or do you want one? That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And we've yeah. made this into this really crazy, complex situation. It's pretty simple. They're willing to sell it with one and a half acres. They're willing to sell it with three and a half acres. That's it. Which would you prefer? Right. Oh, I prefer right. the three and a half acres. Perfect. So if I could, if I find out it's three and a half acres, would you guys like to go make an appointment for this? Yeah, yeah. actually, we yeah. would. And here's what I would say. Uh, yes, Brian, looking at that, you could have figured it out. But let's put ourselves into the, sh into the shoes of the agent who doesn't know. He doesn't know and he doesn't want to give out the wrong info. And like we always teach all the time, don't spend the time figuring it out. You can still ask the question you asked, which is, do you want 1.5 or do you want 3? What are you shooting for here, right? Right, what and are we trying to come says, then if he says, oh, we only want 1.5. Okay, got it. So you only want 1.5. I'm just going to continue on the conversation. So do you think you could handle three acres or is that too big for you? What's important about 1.5, right? Or if he right. says, nope, we only want three. Hey, got it. What's important about three acres? I just asked the same damn question about whichever answer it is that you give. And I can continue on the conversation instead of ending it under the, so, you know, under yeah. the premise that I have to get back to you with information. But, and it's almost, and it, it runs the parallel with your call, right? In that we switch from salesperson to customer service rep. Yeah, like go fetch me the info. Go, go. I'm gonna go find out the information. I'll call you back with the information. Now, this guy's Wait. a good salesperson. I know he'll if he gets the good information, he'll set an appointment if the if the buyer's willing. But yeah. he missed the opportunity to do discovery. He missed the opportunity to build rapport because he and so many agents get stuck here. I don't have the exact piece of information that you want at this minute, which means I have to get off the call. Yep. Uh, let's, I think we need to identify for people who are listening, 
what we mean when we say salesperson. So when you say salesperson versus customer service rep, what do you mean? Sure. And then I'll give my explanation. Sure. A salesperson is someone, in my opinion, who is gathering information to solve a problem. And then we are we are also to to, you know, we like to be persuasive, influential to drive people in a direction that makes sense. And, and again, for me, it's about win win. It's not just do I get a sale, but am I accomplishing what you need? My customer service rep uh, reference that I've used multiple times during this episode is just simply someone who pumps out information. It's three and a half acres. It's the condo POA dues are 650. That's just information, by the way. Information used to be super, super valuable 15 years ago before the internet. I mean, I know the internet existed 15 years ago, but before before we got to this iteration of the internet, yeah. I mean, the reality is you can find any of that information out on the internet. There's a couple little things, but for the most part, you can find it out. You can find out the POA dues from your call. You can All that stuff the guy spent 20 minutes talking about, I can go online and find that. Yeah. That I means I have no value for providing it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, my my definition for salesperson is that you are you are acting as if you're making the decision with whoever you're talking to uh, like that, that you are that you're their partner right hey like i'm your partner in this house you want to buy or this house you want to sell or the boat that you want to purchase or sell or the car that you want to purchase or sell or the service that you want to integrate into your business or get rid of I'm your partner in this decision-making process and I need to understand this the way you understand it, right? Love that. Whatever it is that we're doing together. So to me, that's what sales is. And so uh, the this salesperson running to get off the phone to go get one answer on one property, I don't know if this is the right property for us or not, right? I, I, I don't have all the information about what we're trying to do and why we're trying to do it. Similar to the call that I played, right? And this call here, they're not acting as partners. Yeah. And I love that. I love that analogy. I'm your partner. I'm your business partner. You know, I'm, I'm here with you. And that's why I say, you know, I use the term, it's two people communicating to create a win-win situation is actually how I define sales. But that, that, that felt a little bit, not what you were looking for when you asked that question, but that's what I look at it as. You're yeah. going to give me information. I'm going to gather that information. And then we're going to figure out how to create a win-win. Win for me is I get a sale. Win for you is you get the product that you want. That's a win-win. Yeah. And it's what I want to do. And that's why, again, I go back to that definition of sales as I'm not going to sell somebody a house because I win. But did, did they win? You know, I don't know, because I didn't do a good right. enough job. And that's the thing. You can't figure out what somebody else wants without having a discussion about what somebody else wants. Right. Yeah. All right, Brian, we are over time for today. We are. We're going to have to wrap this one up, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Cash call again. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis. We'll be back again next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.